You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in <laughs> Why? But still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> I had to. Sorry. What are you doing? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Happy Taco Tuesday, everybody. Happy Taco Tuesday. How's everybody doing today? Thank you all for listening and joining us for another fun week of the committee spaces. Everyone's enjoying their day so far? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, yes. When I take a nap, I'm sleepy. When I don't take a nap, I'm sleepy, child. Oof. Oh, Lord. Now, y'all about to take a nap, too, right? Oh, at this hour, when I close my eyes, I'm going to sleep. Ain't no nap. <laughs> I'm going to bed after this. Lay me down on my bed. <laughs> it's where I rest and close my eyes. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started because we, we want y'all to make sure that y'all can get y'all's good old rest. So I guess off top of the dome, what, what do y'all think about this past week of basketball since... um. You know, we've had some great games. We've had some trash talking. We've had some championships be decided and won outright. So what? Are, what, what what's your first impression of the past week? Chaos. Be so That's all I got. Chaos. I'm excited for March Madness because I think that there are going to be a lot of teams that are misseeded probably because of their scheduling or because of, like, these slumps that they're having of three game losses in a row and it's going to make for some crazy upsets. Hmm, now that was very I'm specific glad. about the three games in a row. Who are you talking about? <laughs> well, I would say Colorado, but they're on four game losing streak right now. I think I was taking like a slight average because like, I was trying to find the number in between because I had Colorado and NC State in my head. So, three was the number right in between the two and four. So, let's go with that. Okay, okay. I will say this, though. I think the word misseeded is interesting because I don't think they're misseeded. I think that's kind of the – I think we're starting to get into um, – funner is not a word. Um, starting to get into a new territory in women's basketball with so much parity which makes the tournament a little more fun. And I think maybe that's why we are more prone to see upsets in the men's game because now we see people losing these games a lot more parity. So people losing, people, you know, this, that, and the third. So you do have some teams that are pretty good that are just lower seated, but I don't want to say misseeded. It just is what it is. But I think it sets up a, a really interesting tournament. I think we are seeing some kids poor, mm. weak-ass, Team. I, you know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's There's not been, given, it's not been given, girls. Like outside of the Pac-12 and Indiana upsetting Iowa, I haven't been impressed. <laughs> like, it, like, I guess parody is something you could use to to describe some of this stuff. Um, but it's not good. It's not cute or attractive. Um. So I don't like it. I, yeah, it's been chaos, but like bad chaos, not like 
beautiful gowns. Okay. Well, um, we're going to go get ahead and get right into our conference breakdowns then. We're going to start with the ACC. Uh, Virginia Tech, they did have a pretty good showing. You know, obviously, this was their first this was their first uh, college game day experience. And, you know, the girls were drinking on TV. Shouts out to them. Carolyn was like, heck no, hold up, wait a minute. So uh, what did you think about uh, Virginia Tech's performance last week? Um... They play uh, they play. <laughs> so y'all really were underwhelmed, huh? With everybody for real. No, I'm underwhelmed with Virginia Tech. I think they just I you know, I'm not a huge Kitley fan, and that's not saying that she do, don't do what she do, so don't, you know, go there. But I just her game just really doesn't do it for me. But George just does her thing. Mm-hmm. Um the, uh they got this one girl that be stepping up. I can't remember her name, but you know, they just kinda they're Virginia Tech. Like it's just is what it is. I will say that I think Kitley, much like Kunain last year, is in the perfect conference to dominate as a post player. Um, a lot of the teams in the ACC don't really have a big that can match up with her. And so she's been doing what she needs to do as a big to keep things going. Like, she's been putting up some great numbers the last couple of days and well games that they've played this season. So she's doing what she did last year, um, which got her the ACC play of the year and stuff like that. Um, so like I'm looking at her stats and like 25 and 12, 34 and 13, 34 and 11, 26 and 12, 29 and 13. Like she's been doing what she needs to do and she's in the perfect conference to do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think as much as trash as I've talked about the team, they, you know, shut me up every time I talk trash. So I can't knock that. Um, I do think that, to Yana's point, that they are in the perfect conference to play the way they play. Um, Their two best players are uh, a big that doesn't like physicality and shoots the mid-range well, and a guard that can get any shot she wants when she wants and is typically faster than everybody she plays against and all they really need is for their role players to do something and they can typically win games um and so I think that they've won the games that they've played um and big shout out to their fans for showing up and showing out um at college game day um I think that you know as we talk about growing the game it's important for non-major market teams to show up when their you know number is called and I think that Virginia Tech is representing that the sport is growing outside of just the major players that are pushed by ESPN and there were some questions around um Georgia she she remained coy um you know when asked you know there was even the chant you know one more year and all that good stuff so do we think that Georgia's going to the league or do we think that she's going to stay and take that fifth year I think these kids spoiled. They need to go to the league, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. That I'm not going. I'm not going to go off on a tangent right now. But these kids, just yeah. I think if the league is a goal of hers, I think that she should go this year. Um, she's like to me, her draft stock has risen, and there's a lot of teams that I can see her fitting in in the first round. 
Um, and with next year's class, next year's class is like deep with guards that I would pick over her. Like if uh, Rory Harmon, you know, is ready to come out because I don't, I don't know if she'll get a red shirt year because of this year. Um, same with if Olivia Miles decides that she's, you know, she has a good year and she's done, then you'll have Paige. So I just, I think that this is probably, you know, like go when the iron is hot like this is the time if that's a goal of hers if it's not a goal of hers then stick around and stay but if her goal is to go to the w and stick i would leave this year yeah if she's title chasing is this year a bust for that team anyways so i don't really see what is left to do at virginia tech after this season to be honest um so i would say go for it this year Okay, and so uh, <clears throat> Duke uh, Duke has had a pretty solid week. They um, got two ranked wins against number 17 Syracuse as well as number six um, at that time, uh, North Carolina State. So do we like where Duke is trending? They're currently sixth place in, excuse me, seventh in the ACC, um, but there's not that much gap. Um, the, there are four teams that's tied for four right now at 11 and five. So we don't know exactly where they could be looking at or in terms of seeding for the ACC tournament by the end of the season. And they're currently 18 and nine, 18 and nine overall. So what does the ceiling look like for Duke and who's been some of their, um, their bright spots over the past couple of weeks? Their defense. Bingo. And I mean, they finally starting to hit some shots. They got Reagan Richardson who can heat up and score um, that, that girl with the with the two C hair. Mayor. Yeah, her. She's starting to uh she she kinda found her stride, but they they get they win from their defense. That's where they start, period. Like at the very end of the day, it's their defense. And I and at, like we talked about with the ACC, I think they're being Kennedy Brown um and their backup have held serve really well um for them in competitive matchups, um, which helps them a lot. Like to Lowe's point, they don't have a traditional, like, scoring offense where they can get what they want when they want. Um, so they've got to continue to get stops so that their offense can heat up. And they've done that consistently against some of the best guards um, in the country, in my opinion. So um, tournament-wise, I think for them, a successful season would potentially be getting an upset and making it to a Sweet 16. But I think realistically – their second round um, team. Okay. Now, elsewhere in in the triangle, there's North Carolina State, who's been on a little slide. They lose in the Battle of the Carolinas. They um, suffered an L to both North Carolina and Duke, and they face Syracuse and look for um, a win against them, who are currently ranked number 19, and then closing out their season against Wake Forest. So what has been happening with North Carolina State? Well, their coach can't coach. You remember when I said a long time ago, I'd have never put no faith in them because their coach stinks. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um, I think River Baldwin does decent for them. I, But as a whole, do I think she's a big that I'm like riding to the top? No. Um, and their guards, they, I mean, they just get a little, it's sink or, like, it's kind of sink or swim. Either they own, they own. If they not, it's just going to be a long night, I feel for them. But it's their coach to me. That's I'm going to blame him. 
because some of the things that they're bad at, they shouldn't be. They're so athletic, um, getting back on defense, playing defense, not being able to sprint through offenses, some little stuff like that. They should not be bad at giving his caliber, this type of player, but he is him. Yeah, my biggest issue with them is they're like they are like not patient at all as a team. Like offensively, they it's you know it's first shot or fail. Like they don't take good shots. Most of the shots are typically contested. Um, Mimi, as long as she's been in college, still does not know how to play within the flow of the offense. Um, although I love Sanaya's growth this season, I think she still has to do a better job of running an offense and like actually trying to use her athleticism to create space for her teammates. Um, and just finishing, you know, like finishing around the rim, um, getting playing through the post, even though I don't think Rivers like this amazing center, I think she does enough to where if they actually involved her in the offense and moved around her, a lot of them could score more. Um, but when things don't go well early, they go to jump shots and contested jumpers and threes, and it takes them out of the game. So um, to Lowe's point, I think it is coaching, which is frustrating because they started off the season so hot. Um, but I'm hoping they can find stride going into the ACC tournament because I do think if they do get hot, they can make a run. But if they play like they've been playing, they'll be out before the Sweet 16. And I think what you kind of said kind of points to the difference of a um, Rivers leaving a South Carolina and going to a team like that. And it's, it's just is not it's not intended to be shady or anything like that, but. When you're at a South Carolina as a guard, you're going to run through this goddamn system, even if it means we just going to hold a ball and look at each other. Trust me, I know. I get aggravated, too. <laughs> Real bad. I get aggravated because we're standing here looking at the post, running back and forth, trying to give him the ball. I get it. That would get on my nerves sometimes, too, because it does. But then you see the flip at an NC State to where it's, you don't have that same, I don't want I don't want discipline is the word. I don't know, because maybe that's what he, what he wants him to do. So I don't want to use discipline. And you see the difference. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Westmore will always give you less than what you expect. <laughs> Not less more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yana. I agree with what everyone said. I think that they like because of them being so rushed offensively, it hinders them defensively. Um, and that's what they were really good at at the beginning of the season. Um, scoring allowed them to set up their defense, and they locked down on defense. Fast break, go, go, go. But the shots aren't falling. The shots are rushed. Too many threes. And even if they're missing, they still keep shooting them like they're not missing. And threes lead to long rebounds, which they aren't getting. Leads to the other team scoring. It's just... Yeah, it it don't work. Okay. Who who else in the ACC do you all think have been trending upward and 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 really looking to probably get one of those top spots heading into the ACC tournament? Are we looking at Syracuse? Are we looking at possibly a team like um, well, who else is there? Um, Louisville. They they've been kind of a slump. I think they're 
they're probably going to be out of the top 16 in terms of the reveals um, or, or seating. So who is the bright spot? I completely missed them losing to what team was it? That lost um, on Sunday. Um, they lost to Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, and they lost um, to Syracuse before that, which led yeah. Jeff Waltz I, I think I knew that, but to I, greet I them. Jeff Waltz greeted them on the court and said, congrats on learning how to lose two games in a row. That is hilarious. Yeah, they lost that. I think that Virginia lost because they were already. Um, I remember Charlie Sheen said, "I keep calling that man Charlie Sheen." Charlie Cream had Charlie. mentioned that they. He mentioned that they were um, at the biggest risk of possibly not hosting. And I think I can't remember if they went and immediately lost to Virginia or if that was last week. And then boom, obviously they got the win against Georgia Tech and in Virginia. Excuse me, Virginia Tech. So in their past six games, they're three and three. They've won against Notre Dame, Boston College, and Georgia Tech, but mm-hmm. they've lost against Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. So I'm pretty sure Gonzaga's probably somewhere smiling, and a few other teams that were probably right beneath them in like that 17 to 20 range have probably been moving up as well and are excited to potentially get a chance to host. Yeah, I completely missed that. He'd have, I'd have gagged him because I'd have been like, well, bitch, you the coach. Congratulations on coaching us the two losses back-to-back at home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on the slide and go down together. I don't know. Shit. Oh, they do got that slide. <laughs> no no prize at the end of that slide. So we're going we're going to head over to the Big Ten. Indiana had a pretty interesting week. They lost to Illinois. Then they turned around and I won't say beat the break. But they they turn around and handed they Iowa. Beat the they beat the They whooped their ass. They okay ass and stared at them in the face when they did. <laughs> they From did. start to finish, there was From never the a contest. To the wall, the rooter to the tutor, they gave their home crowd and shouts out to their girl. I don't know her. She pulled her best Mariah Carey impression, and she don't know who Caitlin Clark is. She's a fan of of the the crimson or the the white and crimson or whatever their colors are. And she was there rooting on her team as they... What is Indiana's mascot? Hoosiers. The Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Yes. She cheered for her Hoosiers to a win against Caitlin Clark and the Commodores. So what do y'all take away from that game? I was some frauds. Mm. That, I, I think I said it on the last basis, but genuinely, and I think Andrea said it as well, and she ate that shit up. There might not be 16 teams that can beat um, Iowa in the tournament, but there's definitely eight. Um, and when I'm looking at seeding, I personally don't think Iowa should be any. Um, when I say lower, I mean like two or one. I think they're a three seed. Like I don't think they have mm. won enough. I don't think that they've played enough tough teams. I don't think the Big Ten is deep enough. And considering that their record against at best, the two best teams in the conference will either be two and two, or two um, or one and th- three. So their record against the two best teams in their conference could either be five hundred, or even I'm sorry, or less than or below five hundred. Um, they have a loss to Kansas State, um, and their best win is against Virginia Tech. Um, so I personally don't um, see them as a one or two seed, um, given how hard the Pac-12 is. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, yeah, beautiful gowns. Mm. 
Yana, was it you? Who said about the way the game was ref and the physicality? Yeah, that was going to be my my. Can you repeat that, please? So as I watched the game, the biggest thing that I saw was how Indiana was allowed to defend Iowa. That's what I got from the entire game because I I do think Kaitlyn is an amazing scorer, and with an amazing scorer, you got to be able to defend her. Like, you can't just be sitting staring at her afraid that if you touch her, they're going to call a foul. And I've noticed it with multiple predominantly white teams when they play the teams at, like, when they play Drake, when they play Northern Iowa, when they play Michigan. Like, those teams are allowed to defend Caitlin, the way you would need to defend her in order to give her a little difficult time. But when they play predominantly black teams, it's a little bit tougher to keep up with Caitlin sometimes because if you touch her, they're immediately going to call a foul. And so I think the way that Indiana was allowed to defend her also helped them in winning that game because they were allowed to actually frustrate her and get physical with her and stay with her and fight over the screens. Those things that not everybody is allowed to do. So, yeah. Do with that what you will, audience. Well, <laughs> to, to the Indiana perspective, um, I, that team is really confusing to me. Like, like I said before, that loss to Stanford early in the season was so embarrassing that I really haven't been able to look at them the same since then. And they also just lost to Illinois. Um, so I think that they're a, a solid fundamental team, but I'm starting to look at them the same way we look at Westmore at NC State. I think that they do a nice job at getting to the Sweet 16 and bowing out gracefully once they get there. Um, and I think that's probably what we'll see happen this year. Okay. Elsewhere in the in the Big Ten, Ohio State has clinched um, a, at least a share. Uh, we, we know that the big matchup is coming um, down. Anything can happen before then. But a big matchup is coming between them and Iowa to close out. Funny this. enough, though, B, if Ohio State win their next game, which I I don't know who they play next, but um, they could wrap it up. Yeah. They can, like, have outright before they even get to Iowa. They do. They do. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, y'all said it was going to be a share. And I, I know last week y'all said that Indiana, I mean, Iowa was going to go, I think, 2-0. and well, the girl ain't wrong. All <laughs> I can say is O-H motherfucking I-O. Damn Cody and the McManans. Um, them found slide. Um, and my girl, Mikola Sakova. <laughs> y'all gonna be mad at me if I tell y'all that I don't see the vision with Ohio State. Oh, you so nasty and rude. No, I'm not. I just, I think they play very good defense. I think, I mean, they're a little better. They're like a scale up from Duke, but the same team to me. They play deep. They play really good defense. So you saying Celeste took the playbook to Ohio? No, because they no plays <laughs> in defense. Um, I think their defense is a lot better. Okay, they they have a, a you know some better scores. Um, the big your girl, and eh, you know like if 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 I'm holding you up against a team with the big, with pe- other people who can defend, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like you gonna try? I don't. 
but I I think in the the argument that you're having is valid, but I think um coach Marsh was talking about this the other day. Um I think their style of play isn't a style of play that per se matches up well against UCLA, South Carolina, LSU, those types of teams. But we've also they played UCLA this season and they almost got the got the win against UCLA because of their ability to just get hot. And that press when they have momentum is scary as shit. And so if you don't execute, like yes, they have the size, but they they to get the ball to the people with size is is challenging. Um, and I think when Cody's locked in, that's a really hard player to guard for anybody on any team. Um, and they just have like JC's a the lottery pick in my opinion. Like they've got great players. Um, I just think that they don't necessarily do it the same way that we like to see it done, which is why it's like mm, I don't see the vision. But that's but the for, thing. I like defense. And I still don't see the vision. No, but I, so for me personally, I don't think their defense is elite. I think they oh, okay. like they've gotten taken out of the press several times okay. this season. Um, like I thought their defense was much better last season, and I thought part of that was because they could drain three ball. Like when they had um, what's good, sister Maryland, Oregon State to Ohio. You you got the point. Um, Mike Sale. Mike Sale. She oh, like Audrey, she. No yes, yeah, she was pivotal to that team's success last season, and specifically the press because they like if you could, that girl was knocking that shit down. So they make a shot, they press you. You make a shot, they press you. Like they, you know, they could do that because they scored a certain type of way. This season, they're a lot more downhill. They're a lot more get you in foul trouble. JC's so on state in the old days. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I just, but and 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 they, the fact that they just throw up and down, like you said, sometimes they get hot, sometimes they don't. So I don't know. I just, we'll see though. And I and I like Celeste as a defender. I love you know great. But when I always say, if I ever have to, you know, like I said about Baylor, if I ever have to depend on Dreanna Edwards, I'm screwed. If I ever have to depend on a Celeste Taylor to score to me, I'm screwed. I'm sorry. And that's not, she does her job when she's scoring, she's scoring. But if that's something I got to depend on, I, 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 uh, no. I will say this, of all the teams that we talk about going to the tournament and wetting the bed, in the most recent history, Ohio State is the one team that doesn't do it. Let's not forget Mulkey's first year there, she got the um, upset in LSU. The um, then she proceed, they proceeded to get a um, win last season over UConn um, and almost made it to their first Final Four. Um, so I, you know, I think if if anybody's you should be fearful of in the tournament, Ohio State is one of those teams solely because you know when them guards, when them armpits start sweating and they put that press on you. Uh, it, it get a little, little, little nervous, and they're a veteran team. Mm-mm. We had, we'll see. Okay. Shout out to say it again, Dolores. Oh, 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 a. That's O'Reilly. Never mind. I O. O H. I O. Okay. All right. So, um, going to the Big Twelve. Uh, um, Aoka Lee is back. Uh, there is a very close race. Um, to the title. Who do you all think is going to win it? Because right now it's looking like a battle between Oklahoma, Kansas State. Um, is there an is there an upset that could potentially happen? Do you do you see 
Oklahoma losing its grasp on the title? Um, or or who, who do you, excuse me, Laura can talk. Who, who do you have running away with the crown for the Big 12? I think it's going to end in a tie. I think it's going to end in a tie between Oklahoma and Texas. Not the two, not they taking the, they take, they leaving the conference and taking the title. Coda, you want to say? Dang, hey, Coda. Coda said, hey. Hey, Coda. Gang, gang. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> Texas plays, Texas and Oklahoma play tomorrow. And that's to me is going to be the deciding game of who wins the conference. I don't really think Kansas State is in it anymore. Like Texas last two games is Oklahoma and BYU. And I want to say Oklahoma ones are pretty easy. Well, they play Texas and then they play Kansas. Kansas ain't no host. So that could be a tough one too. But I think that Texas game is going to be the deciding factor. Because if Texas wins, their records will be tied. If Texas lose, then Oklahoma has like a two-game lead to pretty much. Even if they lose to Kansas, it don't really matter. They still win. So, yeah. I, it, I, oh, yeah and Kansas I, is out because Kansas is... Yeah. Well, yeah, they're 12-4. So, so me, me saying I think it's going to be tied, I think Texas wins tomorrow and ties it up. It's so crazy talking about Oklahoma at, like, the top because, huh? Right. <laughs> to me, that's why the Big 12 stinks. Because how the hell is Oklahoma the number one team in your conference right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, Kansas State uh, – uh, we, we know that they found a way to put together some wins while Ayoka was out, but since she's returned, do you think that because they got used to playing one way without her, that they're finding it hard to go back to where they were before? I think they could play a, I think they could play a little faster without her. And that helped. So Yeah. I think Ayoka's out of like she's just not in basketball shape right now. Um, and she's not slow, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl, though. Yeah, I think she, you know, I think that they can be a really good team um, with her. Um, but I think they have to, like, the guards have to make shots. And I think as of late, that's been a big issue is that you know what you're going to get from Ioka every night. Um, Serena Sundell is pretty consistent, but then Gabby Gabby Gregory shows up a lot as well, um, but like that's just three a three headed monster, and you kind of know what you're getting from each of them. Um, and I think the other teams in the conference have prepared and know how to play them. Um, and so if they don't execute, execute, they're more susceptible to losing. And I think that's kind of what's going on with them in the conference right now. Okay, we all saw the clips. <laughs> I think there were quite a few comments in regards to the West Virginia game and um, that ending. Um, obviously, West Virginia, um, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Baylor and West Virginia. What do you all think about that particular game? It's quite a quite a thrilling one, I should say. Banana peel. <laughs> like I feel so bad for them because they had it and just. I don't know why you inbound the ball like I don't know, but Quinterly is like that. She from your area, right, um, Shay? Uh, she from Norfolk, I believe. Okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah, a, a close one. Um, they dropped to number twenty four at the time. Baylor sixty six to sixty five. So a one point game at home definitely is crushing. Um, but West Virginia they're still eleven six twenty two and six overall. So they they look like a tourney team. Do you think that West Virginia could catch someone slipping depending on where they're seated? They came back from over double digits down. Like there was a point in that game where I was like, I'm about to turn this shit off because they were stinking up the building. And JJ went on a personal, I'm going to whip your ass run. And within the span of like a minute, she took a six, literally basically evaporated a six point lead and got them in the lead um, to win the game. I think they're another team where they have a star score and they've got other people around them. <laughs> and if the star, if the star score is not, you know, effective, then you, you know, but if JJ goes off, they can beat a lot of teams. So I do think that they will be a scary matchup in the tournament if they're on. What's there, what are some pros about um, West Virginia that could make it difficult for in the matchup? What you say, Shay? They play in the middle of nowhere. That is no. That is the worst school I've ever been to in my life. Will never go back. And it helps them because they can play anywhere. Because if you can play in that shit and survive <laughs> in that shit, you could win anywhere. <laughs> so is it the 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 actual campus, or is it because of the 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 location of it's where the all campus? of it? The campus, the location, the they say um, <laughs> bird, birds fly backwards over West Virginia. Don't nobody want to be there. <laughs> The vis the visual that they just created. <laughs> they say some weird shit like that about what's put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> okay. So um so we're gonna head on to before we're gonna we're gonna switch it up. We're gonna let the Pac twelve be last. So going to the SEC. LSU's had some good wins over AM. Auburn, they got their the 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 revenge against Auburn, and then a, a an exciting one, you know, get your money up <laughs> against the girls down there in Knoxville. So, do we think that this is the LSU team? Remember, it's kind of similar to last year, playing not so decent competition in the off season. I mean, in the in the um in the regular season, then got the conference play. Things started to look a little different for them, and then obviously we all know what happened. They went on to march their way to the to the national championship. Do we see that as being a similar trajectory of this particular team? No. <laughs> I'm weak at the flat out no. <laughs> because okay. hold on, I tuned out for a second. I was like, who wonder who he's talking about? And I'm like, okay, I could just wait. Tiana just says, no. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. 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 <laughs> so I think Last year, um, they had depth, mm-hmm. and they had great players at key positions, and the point guard position still concerns me, and the fact that um, Blage was sick on Sunday, and they literally had no one that could spell her minutes is a concern. Um I mean, they still won, so that's like, you know, that was a good win for them, but I I do have the concern of 
just depth, conditioning. Like, honestly, Tennessee probably could have won that game if their point guard wasn't being awful because they came back. And when they were on their run coming back, LSU was tired. They were fatigued. They weren't getting rebounds anymore. They weren't out rebounding. They weren't defending as well as they were to start the game. They couldn't get any shots going. And Tennessee's point guard kind of just gave the game to them and put it in, like said, hey, go have it. Go take it. And they took it. Um, So last year, I think they had a little bit more depth to lean on. uh, Really good, solid pieces that came off the bench to help spark a lot of the games that they played on that run to the championship game, like Jasmine Carson, she was really key. Um, Ladeja Williams was obviously key, Alexis Morris, and I don't know if they've really filled Demaya the Smith. role. Samaya Smith, who's out this season, uh, Katari Poole. Like, those were people that, not the big names, but they all played really important roles to get them where they got last year. So, it's fun. Was she sick? Because I thought she was hurt. Or it's that she was sick. Oh yeah, yeah, because you remember in the game was what what game they played before that she hurt her ankle. And she was there, yeah, she was like almost crying, like she was crying. Then they put her back in, and I'm like, damn, like. But I know like she don't got no rest, so I'm like, damn, is she still hurt? Cause and and some she could have just been tired. She looked a little like not not as not as smooth to me. So I hope she good because I thought she her ankle was still hurt because the way she was crying, ankle sprains stink. I hope she good. To to B's point, I think mm, they I LSU's hard to gauge because they're a Kim Mulkey coach team. And I think come tournament time, Kim Mulkey's team look two ways. They either look like they're gonna do what they did last year, or they look like the Baylor team she had a few years ago that got waxed by Mississippi State. Like it really is no in between with her teams. They either look like a contender or they look not like a contender. Um, and I think this season, the biggest difference that I see, like, outside of some, is that Angel has to play the five this year. And it is a mismatch for her offensively. Um, but I think in terms of, like, rebounding and when it's time to win the game, that is not good for that team. Because Anissa's a small four. Um, Angel's a small five. Um, when you wall up against her and don't allow her to get the first rebound off her miss, because th- she typically doesn't make the first one, she that kind of takes her out of the game. Then she wants to go try to foul, you know, get you in foul trouble. Um, and that requires rest blowing the whistle. Um, I think that their lack of three ball shooting, especially this year, um, is really biting them in the ass. Um, I think Michaela is in a key position at the three. And I think that as a true freshman, come tournament time, sure, I, she may come in the tournament and drop a few back-to-back 20-point games. But we know, we've seen what fatigue looks like in her body. And as she said, adrenaline. Um, she can show up and go one for 10 um, from the three-point line. So I think that this year they have a lot more unknowns at key positions. And they can't just go to somebody else when those unknowns aren't showing up. Um, and the team is just not in hoop shape. Like, for me, Haley um, Van Lith was the reason they won against Tennessee, and we've seen that other teams can throw a certain player on her and take her out of the game. Like, easy. 
Um, so I think that's kind of where I I look at them. And I'm like, I'm not sure yet, but I think if they get a favorable um, draw, they could walk their way into a um, Final Four, but they could also bounce out in the Sweet 16. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't, I'm not looking at these three wins as like they're back because they've looked like shit against Auburn and Tennessee at times. Okay. I think it go. Oh, go ahead. Wait, hold on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just think it go. They, their ceiling is what Michaela can do to me. Like, if she hooping for real, like she was when they started, even though they lost that Colorado game, like, you need her to to be in that bag. And if she not in that bag, like the Lord say, it could be Sweet 16. It could be before that for all I know. To me, the the key, deciding factor is, is defense. Um because they they can struggle on defense. Michaela's not the greatest defender. We know how Haley could be sometimes. Now, Flage is a really good defender. She's gotten a lot better. But her having to defend like that, with what y'all were saying earlier without the rest, that that stinks. So now you might need her to score too, especially like Shay said, if Michaela's not. And that's that's a lot for her. Not that she's she, she going to be tired, right? So to me, their biggest thing is defense and how can they defend, like, Hell, if I can stop you from scoring, if I ain't scoring either, it don't matter. But I got to be able to defend, period. And I think that's where – that's what – oh, Anissa's doing well on defense, too. That, that's where my question marks come in, is their defense. And I, I think that they're still trying to figure out a way when it's the big games. I don't think they've really found a way to mesh Anissa – and Angel in the big games. Like, I think when they've played a lot of the weaker opponents, you've seen both of them go 20 for 20, and it's like, yeah, this is what we expected. We expected them to get, like, 40 rebounds a game, and we expected them to dominate in the paint. But, like, when they played Auburn, Anissa was struggling to get going. And then when Anissa's going, Angel's struggling to get going. When they played South Carolina, Anissa was the one who started off hot, and Angel was struggling to get going, and then it kind of flip-flopped. And when Angel's going, Anissa's struggling to get going. And so if you can find a way to make sure that both of them are going, that will help them in the long run, especially with their guards being so up and down. But see, to me, that's I don't think it's possible for both of them to get going in the big matchups because Angel playing the four eliminates some of the scoring like play through Angel that they used to be able to do because if Angel's being defended by Camilla, Angel's not going to be the first option. Like when they played South Carolina, I knew their game plan as soon as the game started. Like it was, we're going to pick on Chloe because she's their weakest link. And then if we're not picking on Chloe, we're going to pick on Pow Pow. And that's what they kind of rode on the entire game. When Angel went off, it was because Anissa was in foul trouble. They brought Del Rosario in, and Del Rosario plays the five. Angel, they can pull whoever South Carolina's five is out the paint and just let Angel play bully ball against the smaller South Carolina defenders, which was Sanaya, Chloe at times, um, and then Ashlyn got in quick foul trouble. So, like, their game plan is very clear to me. And I think there are just teams that can prepare for that. Like Colorado. Angel can't do nothing with Vonley. You know? Um, look at the Trojans. If if Raya Marshall's on Angel, Raya might not score. But Angel probably not going to score a lot either. Look at um, 
Connecticut, Aaliyah, Aaliyah Edwards. So who's probably going to go off if they play Connecticut? Anissa Morrow. Look at, you know, we've seen the South Carolina. Like, I just think they are a team this season that because Angel's not at her true position or her best position, they can't really maximize the roster. Because remember, they brought Anissa to be the three. When they lost to Maya, Anissa now has to play the four. And when, you know, she might do good for a few quarters, but once people start throwing them hips on her ass and boxing her out and she get a few little elbows, that she not jumping as high no more. She not springy no more. WBB? Baby, them wide backs going to wear you down. And, and that's exactly what we saw happen against South Carolina is they got worn down. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, Angel got, you know, fouled out. But let's not forget, South Carolina was down big at, at halftime. Well, not big, big, but more than five points. And they slowly crept their way in in the third quarter with that depth and with the ability to wear down Anissa and Angel. Okay. Well, we saw um, we saw the we all saw the game um, between LSU and Tennessee. Tennessee's right now they are currently sitting in fourth place. The top three have been decided in the SEC: uh, South Carolina, LSU, and Ole Miss. Shouts out to those three teams that have pretty much that have locked in their spots um, heading into the SEC tournament. Depending on what you believe, some like to continue to play, some like a little rest. We, you know, they're different theories based off of what you believe and how you coach. But um, Tennessee currently has the the fourth seed, but right behind them is Alabama, and then there's Vandy and Mississippi State, who are two games back. Do you think that uh, Tennessee does what um, they need to do in order to lock in that fourth seed, or can you see them potentially this week uh, this week slipping? I don't Baby, Tennessee think about got one more game versus South Carolina, so... I don't want to think about Tennessee, so I don't <laughs> no, like th- that game, that fourth quarter really pissed me off. And I'm not a Tennessee fan, but how the hell you just let that girl jack up shot after shot after shot when you are down two points? You have the game, you got the game back. Rakia is standing there on the wink, like, yo, I'm here, give me the ball. Here she comes. Dribble, 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 brick, crank. And then, and then HBL is hunting your ass. Haley Van Lith got you on skate. She putting numbers on your head. I, I don't know. They should jump Kelly outside. They should have jumped her. I'm so sorry. It, it, it doesn't make sense. They should have jumped her outside next to the statue. Next not, to the statue. Not looking down at her. <laughs> so, yeah, Tennessee, this week they have uh, Texas A&M and they go to South Carolina. So, Wait a minute. Did we talk about that comment that Kelly made after the game? That was more egregious than that girl Jack. Mm-hmm. We're we gonna get there. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're gonna get there. Um looking at Tennessee's remaining schedule, I would not be shocked if Tennessee becomes a fifth seed in the SEC tournament. They got Yana. Besides um us? they have Texas AM, which I think they should win. They better. And then they'll play South Carolina. Um, so I'm looking at Alabama's schedule, who's right behind them. And Alabama has Florida, who's been kind of on a downslide. And they also have Texas A&M. So those are two games that I think Alabama should win. Will they? I don't know. But I think they should. And if they do, their records will be tied. And Alabama has the head-to-head with Tennessee. Okay. So Alabama will jump Tennessee. So 
Um, yeah. Good luck to Tennessee. All right. And um finishing up in the in the SEC, South Carolina, they were without the services last week for, for rest and restoration glory of Camilla Cardosa. <laughs> Um, and they put up some amazing performances, got a little chippy, especially at, um, at, at, at Kentucky. Shouts out to Miss, you have five points. So what, what did you like? Lo, let's be nice. What did you like, um, from the team, uh, that they were able to show again this week without Camilla? Now, I can't be nice now when I just said the other girl was jacking up 18,000 shots. <laughs> I know, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I just, I just think they look like they got a flow. They just be flowing. It's just so pretty. They move. They smooth. They do what they got to do. It's just a flow. Okay? They was flowing. But in the other two games before that, they was not flowing. They right. Was, but they figured it out. Um, I think they, which is why, like, I always go back to defense. I love defensive principles because when they could not nothing going, they locked it up on defense and said, well, shit, we can't get nothing to fall. We just going to defend and defend and defend until just, just to make sure that you ain't got more than us. And I really appreciated that. Um, Chloe and Ashlyn's looking like they're kind of starting to work together a little more, which is nice. Um, yeah, I think they, they got to tighten it back up, refocus a little bit going into the tournaments and stuff, but they look they look um they figured it out last game and also I think like I always say, um Camilla is not always my well, she's not my favorite, but to have a six seven center and be able to rest her, because a six seven center is a, a privilege regardless. Being able to just sit her and rest her and let her just chill and is just I mean <laughs> like that's a cheap That's one. a luxury. Yeah, like that's just different. Okay. Anyone else about last week, the South Carolina games? They played Kentucky and who did they have? Bama. Yeah, Kentucky and Alabama. They did really good on that nine girl because nine can shoot, and they did a very good job on her. Yeah. I think I... – um, oh, go ahead, Dolores. Mm-mm, you're good. I think that I really like what I'm seeing from them defensively as a collective. Um, at the start of the season, I felt like the starters, their defense was always like where it needed to be. And sometimes the bench would come in and the defense would fall off just a little bit, but not a lot, but just a little bit. And you could kind of tell. And now I think that the bench is kind of elevating the defense at this point even more. Like, Mileja's defense has turned up, and it's phenomenal. And Tessa's come in, and she's given really good minutes defensively. Sanaya's coming in, and she's like a blocking machine, and her defense has been amazing. Sakima's coming in and defending. Like, it's just the defense is now elevating when that bench comes in, and that's really nice to see. Um, Raven's been doing a masterful job of just running the offense. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about her scoring stats, but I just feel like, um, you know, I had to do my research. I had to look it up, and people would be really shocked. <laughs> you know I had to go look. People would be really shocked to know how much points per game Chelsea Gray was average. Chelsea Gray was averaging like 10 points per game her sophomore year. Sue Bird was averaging 10 points the majority of her career until her senior season when she averaged 13. Like, but they did everything. I'm saying, but they, they were. But 
they did everything else. Like, it was like five assists per game, two steals per game, four to five rebounds per game. And we're talking about the greatest, like, two of the greatest minds that we talk about in the WNBA, two point guards that are leading Team USA. And so the idea of, like, we've seen a lot of scoring point guards go to the W. And we see a lot of them just do that, be a scoring point guard. But the ones that have been the best point guards that we talk about in the W, those are the ones that do it all, that get the, like, keep control of the offense and make sure their stars are doing what they need to do and getting them the ball where they want it at and doing little things like Raven did where she said, hey, Camilla's gone, and so I'm going to help you get some rebounds. And damn near started getting double-doubles rebounding so yeah this whole idea of her game not transitioning to the w is insane to me like she's literally doing what pro people would want to see her do because she's on a team with a bunch of stars and she's allowing them to elevate and running a whole offense flawlessly now that we think about it who has been the best scoring point guard in the w none I don't like those. Like, I'm trying to think of anybody who's, like, led there. I mean, because when you think of those, I mean, it's really just Sue and, and, and Chelsea. I mean, in terms of, you know, the facilitating and stuff like that. I, I can't think of a scoring point guard. I mean, he and, plays and, the two. Sabrina plays the two. Well, yes, yeah, Sabrina. Across uh, – Men and women, like outside of Steph Curry, like your team is if your point guard is your best player, your best scorer, you're not winning a title. Huh. So does that go hand in hand with the little guard comment um comment too? No, we're not gonna do that? Okay, not today. Shout out to Becky. Okay, so um <laughs> so uh anybody else wanna add on the South Carolina game? Uh Dolores, you've been quiet. Yeah, I think I think Lowe and um, Yana basically hit everything that I was going to say. But I think for me, I've been saying I wanted to see Pow Pow and Breezy get their confidence back. Um, and I can't maybe it was the Alabama game, but I knew when Breezy, I think she had like four points. We didn't mm-hmm. score at all basically in the first quarter, but she had the majority of our points. And to me, I knew after that game that she would be fine. Um, because Breezy is a confidence player. Like when she sees the ball go through the hoop, even if it's a layup, that's the little motivation she needs to, you know, really go for her shots and like shoot them confidently. And I've loved that since she hasn't necessarily been making her three ball at the high clip, that she's taking two dribbles inside and stroking that mid range. Um, so not like it's so pure. Like I, I never think it's going to miss. Um, and same with Pow Pow. Like, she basically didn't score in the Kentucky game until the third quarter and made, like, three consecutive threes, and all of them were wet. Um, so I think those two players, um, along with Camilla and, you know, the bench, I think those two players, when they're scoring, add an extra dynamic that makes his team really hard to beat. Um, so I'm happy that they look to be gaining um, some confidence. Um, and Tom asked us to talk about Sanaya. Um, so I will say I want her to like actually try to make her layups now. But I love that she is being aggressive on offense, passing, rebounding, blocking, but then also just looking for her shot more. Um, because when, you know, maybe Camilla's not shooting well or just when we need a, a our second unit, 
I think if she can continue to be a solid scoring option, that makes the team a lot harder um, to beat as well. So I want her rebounding to be a tad better as well. Oh God, yes, that too. Tom yeah. also mentioned going back to the who's the I guess one of the better scoring point guards. Um, it was he said Skyler, but I don't see Skyler as a point guard in my opinion. Oh, I call Skyler a PG. I'm, I can see I can see why, but I like I think like to me Skyler was the original Sabrina. Like for the team, she plays the PG, but Skyler got defense. Yeah, like, and she's the best. When I say that, I'm just talking about offense. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but like, if you put her beside like a true point guard, I think her numbers go up exponentially. Like a two a two guard lineup with Skylar at the two traditionally for me would really maximize her as a player. But that's that's just a me thing. But yeah. Okay. Heading out west to us, but Shay. Um, the Pac-12. It's been it's been a whirlwind over the past few weeks, and you all have mentioned it. Everyone, you know, they're gonna beat up on each other, and so we can't really be sure who the Pac-12 champ will be until like probably the final week. Well, Stanford has done it again. Um, they leave the Pac-12 down to the Pac-2, and they'll be headed to the ACC next year. With um, a different type of competition, so were you all excited? Or not excited, but or were you shocked to see Stanford pull this out and be the uh, Pac-12 champs this year, or did you, did you kind of like see it happening already? I was shocked. I'm not even gonna lie. I was shocked. I do think that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just say I was shocked, and I think that now that I. You know, we've talked about the ACC, and I'm realizing that Stanford's going to the ACC. Kiki Ariafin's about to eat in the ACC, bro. Like, she's about to dominate. Who I can't wait. competition in the ACC? In Nobody. She but to dominate. Going. But, yeah, Stanford, Stanford shocked me. They, they – I didn't have them – I had them finish in top three, but I did not have them winning it. I didn't. Congratulations. It's the least they could do. <laughs> finish it out strong, I guess. So there's UCLA. They, um, UCLA have put together some nice wins as well. Um, Juju's been doing her thing there at USC. So the Battle of uh, Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure Spencer James is somewhere around there running around excited. So, Shay, what do you see from your L.A. schools? Well, only one. I'm so sorry to the people in light blue. God bless. Uh, first of all, Juju, bitch, on Colorado. Although I hate the way that game was ref. I wish Jalen wouldn't have fouled out. Like, I think the refs really are not used to two dogs playing in that conference. And so I think they called it way tighter than it needed to be. And that shit got it. They ruined the game in the third quarter. But Drew Hooping, I hope whatever is ailing her just needed a nap and some rest because she asked for a sub and she came out for part of the game on Sunday. And that is not like her. So I hope that whatever it is, she's okay. But, you know, we got a case for a one seed. And let me say this, bitches. If we get a one seed, I want that trophy mailed to Lindsey Gottlieb's address. I will be there to sign for it, but it needs to have player of the year. And I don't even care about freshman of the year. 
But that player of the year shit need to be hers if we did a one seed. Mm. Okay. Back. Do you so you think y'all get the one seed if y'all win the tournament, Shay? One hundred percent. They should. We should just because of what is we've been beating up on each other all year, but I don't know, and I don't really know how Cream Machine and them are gonna evaluate the Pac twelve. <laughs> I but, think that if you if you get if you win the tournament, you would have probably had what two ranked wins, if not three. Because I'm pretty sure y'all have the bye, so you'll play, what, the semis or the quarterfinals, the semis and the finals. And uh, Pac-12 is deep enough to where you should see three ranked teams. So if you win the championship, I can't see a reason why they wouldn't be a one seed. So y'all don't think Oregon has enough juice to make a run to the Pac-12 championship? Oregon State? (laughs) (laughs) No, Oregon. Oregon. The, the Oregon. I do want to give uh, UCLA look good this uh, past few games. They look like they are uh, now that Betts has been back for a few games, but they've really been uh, figuring Except it out. last night. Well, I mean, I also think everybody's exhausted. Like, I just think, like, Colorado looked gassed as hell. I think that was a a low scoring game for them 53 to 45. That was terrible. Like, Jalen, and she fouled out again last night. Like, that's something that we got to work on that because she needs to be on the floor. But I think overall, like, the pack where the Pac 12 is going to struggle and where Juju makes a big impact is the Pac 12 is not used to downhill guards at the three. Like, the Pac-12 is known for we can have a good point guard and we'll kill y'all in the paint, but they aren't used to somebody being like, I'm going to just go and get my rocks off from the perimeter. In Colorado, UCLA, uh, Oregon State, they're all built like that, where they're good at point, they're good in the paint, but when you get to that wing, shit get tricky. And I think that's where the Pac-12 might end up getting upset, either during the Sweet 16 or maybe before that. Okay. And um, Washington, um, they, in a shocking game last week because this team was on a roll, Washington uh, defeated Oregon State. So what were some takeaways from that game that probably left you all like, hmm, okay, didn't see that coming? Um, I wasn't too shocked. I kind of figured it would happen at some point. Um, Oregon State's been starting a lot of games off slow, and then they kind of fight their way back into it. Um, ever since uh, Bears has went out. So hopefully they can get Reagan Bears back and get back to, I guess, how they were playing. Um, I don't know how long she's going to be out, but I think as long as she is out, I'm not convinced that Oregon State's going to do a lot of damage. Okay. Yeah, she had the earphones in, like, the uh, the concussion one, so I don't – I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think um I'm not necessarily shocked by any of the losses. Um because just as Oregon State can beat a top team, they can lose to a not top team. Um and Arizona, same thing. Like if you play defense, you have a shot in games. Um and it's always those teams that like are on their last leg. Like we ain't got nobody else on the team. It's seven of us. We gotta rally together and try to win a game. Um, those are the teams that. 
I'm sorry, Dolores. My bad. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just saying those are the teams that are most dangerous. So just um, back towards the gauntlet from the top to bottom. And I think that's why the conference is the best conference in the country this year is because you really don't have a, a team that you can necessarily sleep on. Because I think there was a point in the season where Oregon, as terrible as they are, were up by double digits against one of the top teams in the conference. So um not shocked, but you know, it's good for hoops. Okay, in Colorado on there for to close out the collegiate section um of at least just a recap. Colorado on this skid that Yana mentioned earlier. Do we see them being able to turn it around? It's a little late. They gotta have a good showing in the tournament, in my opinion, at this point. And still, obviously, uh, NCAA tournament team, but they need to go ahead and write their wrongs, basically, yeah. in the actual Pac-12 tournament. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? Oh, okay. So we're going to go into this next section. She said what she said, and that's final, depending on who you ask. So first up on the docket, we're going to mention – or we're going to talk about uh, Cheryl Swoops. Shout out to the GOAT Cheryl Swoops. If you don't know her, go ahead and look her up. But you should know her. If you're here, we definitely talk about her all the time. Now, I'm going to read this, um, just a little snippet of what she said. For people that came at me and say that I made those comments because I'm a racist, first of all, black people can't be racist, which is 100% true. If you didn't know that, now you know. Uh, but that's the farthest thing from my mind. And this was in response to... The I don't even want to say backlash. This was just in response to a lot of the conversation that was going on in regards to her um, comments or her um, speaking of, you know, the, some of the collegiate players. So who wants to take the first stab at that? Ciao. <laughs> oh, are we just over the entire thing? I am kind of, but shout out to her for standing in her standing in what she said, and she said basically, I, I said what I said, and don't try no racist this, not racist that. I don't have nothing to do with that. Um, I just think it's so incredibly cringy and so incredibly mind blowing how so white people, a white adjacent people, have all all of a sudden turned you speaking out against discrepancies that black women face until you being racist. It has been a, it's his mind blowing how this whole thing has turned to, uh, no, y'all are racist. Cause y'all talk. It, I, I have, I cannot believe this. <laughs> like it is mind boggling, but shout out to Cheryl for saying what she said. Um, and if you don't know that prejudice and racist and bias is different then you need to get off the internet and go get you a book. Yeah, I think piggybacking off of low, um, I am, I love that she, you know, didn't back, you know, didn't backtrack, didn't step back, didn't do anything other than stand firm in what she said. Um, because as so many people said, you know, those comments or those clips were pulled out of a larger podcast where she was very clear in why she was saying what she was saying. Did she get the girl's age wrong? Sure. Did she um, say she was in school for longer than she has been? Sure. But the point was missed. Um, and I think that that's what I'm glad that she was able to kind of go back to and say, I said that she is probably the greatest scorer in collegiate history. But also, 
she brought up, you know, the point that there is a black woman um, who actually holds the record. And she also continued to echo the fact that to something Lowe brought up in the last space is that we have to give these players times to actually be the GOAT that we keep claiming they are. Um, because if they are not, then I promise you, I'm going to get on Twitter and say what I said about Donna. A bust. Because when you draw these comparisons, when you make these players un, you can't judge them, you can't critique them, they're above reproach, then they got to come in the league winning. And they got to come in busting heads. Um, and so I'm, I'm just happy that Cheryl didn't back down and didn't go into a corner because that's what those people tried to do. They tried to humiliate her and humble her. And the fact that it was some of her own peers and colleagues is the most nasty part of all of this. Okay. Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I, I thought we was past it until I seen that clip. I agree with what's been said. I'm glad that she stood on 10 by what she said. Um, and I 100% agree with Dolores about you, Holly, and Lobo getting on here. And Kaylin will be this and will be that. Trying to big dog Cheryl Swoops. Like, you trying to big dog Cheryl Swoops? You not that girl for all of that. You 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 barking a little too far out of your out of your out of your jurisdiction. So I'm glad that she went on that stage and she said, "Please let that be the end of it." And I would hope that all of the checks that the racists and whatever checks that y'all are writing on that girl's behalf, I hope they cash. Because if they don't, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, in Arizona, um, they've suffered another departure from the team. Uh, Kaylin Gilbert is no longer with the team, and they are now down to just seven scholarship players and have signed a walk-on from the soccer team. This isn't the first departure, as we all know. They also lost Mayanaji earlier in the season, who was at the time, I guess, going to focus on academics, but then there have been other reports and interviews surrounding that departure as well, so a lot of speculation is going on there in the desert. Now, in the midst of just having these these seven players, uh, Stanford, I mean, Arizona, had, it, they're in the middle of a four-game win streak, and they close out the season against the L.A. schools. Now, and, and at home. So, do we, a couple of questions. Is there trouble in paradise down there for um, Adia in regards to her job? Um, do we think that Arizona can get these wins against those schools, maybe one of them, if not both of them, or are they going to lose all of them to possibly position themselves into pushing for a late spot in the tournament? Currently right now, they're 50-50 in the conference. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're at 16-12. and 12. So it, they won't have a losing record this season, so they'll still be above 500. Do we think that there's still a chance? I think it's been trouble in paradise. Um, if I'm the AD, I don't I don't want to deal with all of that. So she would be on the hot seat for me. But I don't I don't know how they operate down there. But that's a lot for me. Like it, it ain't worth all that. Yeah, I'm not even concerned about the record. I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's the the in and the in and out of transfers and then when the transfers do leave they all seem to have a story behind why they leave and it's just yeah that's the concerning part for me the record 
in itself isn't like awful considering the number of players that they're left with. I don't expect much. But um just seeing all the transfers and I know like we're in the year of transfers, but Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Oof. But this so so it's not necessarily the record because I mean she's overall she's I think um this would probably be outside of her first two seasons. She's won 20 games every year. So you are saying it's just everything else surrounding the program and not necessarily the on-court performance. Yeah, it's a culture right. issue. Yeah, like clearly. What, and I, y- y'all know, like, I'll be in the chat, like, she can do it, da-da-da-da-da. But, like, she's at a point where she's not even, like, if I'm not mistaken, they're not even bringing in recruits anymore. Um, Like, after this year's class, and they remember, they lost – a large portion of the class before this one. Um, so in this day and age of transfers, recruiting, it to me, it seems like she um, is one of those coaches that may be still committed to the old way of being a hard-nosed, no-nonsense, tough, you know, tough coach. And I'm not sure if that's going over well um, with the players um, because um, my Naji made some comments um, after her departure or like some posts um, that were very telling um, and to have Kaylin leave the team, even, you know, and we don't know exactly what she left for. It, it could have been personal or family or whatever, um, but it's just all signs are red. Um, and I think it may be time to look elsewhere um, at Arizona, unfortunately. I'm sorry, can we put another coach who has the hottest seat and I don't see why it hasn't been more discussed in the national media? Kelly? No, not Kelly. Oh. Her seat is she she probably can't even sit down on that hoe. Um old girl at Nebraska who is implicated oh. in that in that lawsuit. Yeah, she's going to H E double hockey sticks. Uh I think her name is Amy Williams. Like I don't really understand what processes are happening there, but that whole staff needs to go to me. Like, I, you can't have a player say that they were having – that article was crazy as hell to read. Like, yes. you having a relationship and then you using your power so that she don't tell nobody. Like, everybody needs to go. Agreed. No notes. <laughs> None. <laughs> Okay. That well, that was that was simple as that. But and wait, it, B. Okay. Wait, mm-hmm. you you made when we said that Adia needs to go, you made a noise like like you're not sure. Do you think that because the that the wins and the record is enough to allow her to stay, or what? I do feel like one, she's an alum. Uh, she's an alum of Arizona, and then you know what she's done. Not that, and that's. That's me just thinking of what could they, the administration, administration say, yeah. And because they're like, okay, well, we're going to want to take care and look after one of ours. She's done these things. Like nobody talked about Arizona before Adelia got there. And I know she, she's mentioned how she tried to emulate some of the things in regards to community, um, how Dawn built the, you know, the, the quest for five or the drive for five in terms of season tickets. And like, they've had games that have outpaced some of the men's games in terms of attendance. And so she's done all of those things. And was it ever addressed before this season in regards to the culture there? Was that an issue? 
They were still, you know, she's been churning out 20-plus win seasons. Of course, we know that she was a national runner-up. She's had um, two trips to what, to Sweet 16 or something like that, or second round. And so this one season, even in the midst of if it's really a culture issue, they've still gone out and have performed and beat some teams that they probably shouldn't have won. So was it just getting rid of the bad apples in the, the bad seeds in the bunch? She is giving Frank Martin with with jewels and bedazzled and diamonds. I don't know about Frank Martin. That's a stretch. Final now. four run. Stretch. Final four run. And every season after that final four run, the record has gotten worse. She's That's lost true. more and more players she's each year. Tournament and she could still recruit. Frank wasn't able to turn in any type of recruits. Well, of course, I mean, but to even, to, but I think it's worse when you bring them in and can't keep them past the first year. That's because true. if if it is bad, and let's also Von Lay, that ain't no bad apple. Um, the little girl that's hooping at TCU, she was loyal to the program for three, four years. They no bad apple. Brought in the player from Oregon, not a bad apple. Um, yeah, it, it's not like we're hearing anything about these players where they're committing crimes or um, getting suspended off the team or not bad grades. That's not what we're hearing. We're hearing leaving the team, not dismissed from the team. Okay. That's fair. And I think that's fair. I just still think though, as with her being an alum, that will give her a little bit more probably of a saving grace. Now, but if, but if, if you stick, if you keep her too long, you could put your team in just as much damage after her as they were before her. You got to know when to, when to, when to hold them and when to fold them. And that's that. on Texas. Hold them. Go stream Texas. Hold them by Beyonce, please. Thank you. Amen. But no, that's fair. So that's why, that's why I made that sound low because I'm just like, uh, they, they, I feel like it'll be hard for them, you know, to, to depart. If she's, you know, one of theirs. Well, now we're going to Yost. Oh no, go ahead. I just want to say allegedly about Amy Williams, just because I know how y'all get with lawyers (laughs) and shit. If that is what is in that is allegedly true, she should not be working. Go ahead. Correct. And this ain't no let go and go to another school after two years. You you know how y'all like to do sometimes. People bring strippers and they go overseas and rebuild themselves and come back and get another coach and they fail upwards. Mm-mm-mm. Not that. Shout out to Rick Pitino. Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to go to one of Lowe's favorite coaches. We're going to go to Knoxville. And you have some thoughts in regards to Kelly Harper. Right now. I snuck out of you. So what are your thoughts on the on, on Kelly um, Harper's recent comments? And if, if you don't mind, you can just, you know, make everyone aware of what it was that she said, what she said. She said, I don't have the exact quote. It was something like the eye test. If if voters are people are using <laughs> the eye test, then I essentially, in so many words, people, if people are using the eye test, then we look okay, essentially. Like, we look okay. And we know Lowe is an eye test, girly. And I am. Baby, because don't give me no stats. Give them the Yana. I don't want to see the numbers. I don't give a damn. Okay? My eye test, baby. And and then, and, and I do think Tennessee does have some games where it does look like, okay. But that goddamn game won one of them, especially how it ended. The fact that you could sit there and say that with how that game ended on your mind, so it's a disconnect. It has to be. That don't make no sense. Respectfully, you know, like that 
you got Rakia in the game, and that girl, I mean, the, the lady, and I don't always agree with her, uh, Antonelli, I believe, literally twice said, I don't, I don't understand this, this baby shot selection. Everybody on Twitter saying, what is she doing? It's no way, y'all, that at, that at the end of that game with that happening, she went and said that. Huh? <laughs> huh? Like, now, now, like, now I'm going to get an attitude because now I feel like you playing me like I'm stupid. Are you playing me like I got bad, bad eyes? And I do, but not like that. Like, you playing, you gaslighting me, Kelly. Huh? <laughs> like, she gaslit all of us. She did. She gaslit all of us. And I will not stand for it. She gaslit us. What I test? Yo, what? I will not stand for it. <laughs> I'm not standing for it. Huh? And exactly I, like. I think what's annoying is that there is a pool of that fan base that continues to get on social media and say, well, it's chemistry. They just, they haven't had time to build chemistry and you can only win games with good chemistry. And then I have to say, so what has she done since she got there? Because every single year, since she's been at that school, they've done something at some point in the season that has given mediocre, that has given mid-Missouri Valley, that has given below average. They have a two-week spark where they look good. They maybe win some games in SEC tournament or make it to the SEC tournament championship and lose. And then it's like, oh, she saved her job. She saved her job. If this is going to be the cycle at Tennessee... If you're only saving your job, then... Like, literally just let go of all the tweets because 2008 is getting further and further away. They haven't won a trophy since they've been redesigned, right? Correct. Oh, yeah, the the quote said, to me, if you watch the games, we pass the eye test. I think we play really well at times. I think that has to be part of what folks are looking at. Gaslighting. And the only person on the team that passes the eye test regularly is Rakia. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why Powell should be in school that long. That girl's almost 30 and, and playing like that. Okay. Um, staying in the SEC, we're going to go down to the Bayou. There were comments recently in, in a press conference about the status of Angel Reese and Haley Van Lith, if they're going to decide to go on to the W. And Kim was very um, detailed and in, in, in shared that uh, both Haley and Angel were very detailed in their initial conversations. Uh, Angel stated that she would take stay two years. Haley Van Lith stated that I'm giving you one year. So, you know, of course, there's been such a a uninformed conversation around the difference between NIL as well as salaries, etc. And then Kim decided to go on and state that she's not the type of coach that will basically um, provide a, 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 a resource or a pool of options when it comes to agents. She's not going to help you find an agent to make those type of decisions. That's not her. She didn't say this. That's not her job. She said she's not the type of coach that does that. 
And we often hear conversations um, from other coaches in regards to how they equip their players with resources to be able to make informed decisions. There's the conversation around whether that's just, you know, something extra that a coach decides to take upon herself and do, or if that really makes a coach a good coach. Uh, what do you all think about those comments from Kim? Um, at first, my first reaction be was like to say, why she don't help them? But then I realized that's not, like she said, that ain't the type of coach she is. And that's technically out of her job right, description. That's not her job. Mm-hmm. Now, do at, you know, like as a person who's worked with kids, you know what I'm saying? And of course, I ain't never been on college coach, but working with kids, like if we have a certain type of relationship, of course, if, if you need help, I'm going to, you know, you know, help you make an informed decision. It's, you know, it's because I know stuff. I've, I've been here before. I see how this works. So I would definitely help, but granted, it ain't her job. So, I mean, yeah. But then you can't, like, the thing about Kim is, like, everything is contradictory. Because when Angel was suspended, allegedly, off the team, allegedly, or whatever they want to call it, it was, I'm protecting my player. It mm-hmm. was, I, you know, I have her best interest at heart. I'm not going to tell you what's going on for her protection. Now, it's, oh, we don't have to have a conversation. She's mature enough to to do, to do make that decision by herself. Like, I, to me, it's yeah, the same thing that kill it. Like, you can't have it how you want it. Like, when you don't. When you don't want to be the villain of the story, you protecting your players. When you are yourself, it's oh well, she can do it herself. Like my thing is just be one way, stick yeah, with it. That's what you mean. Because the fans get on here and argue with us, and they're like, oh, like Kim is, you know, she she loves those players. Look at how they hug her, and look at how they look <laughs> at her in the eye. But then you can't even sit down with your player and talk about their next steps. And we know that she don't do it because look at Alexis Morris. Mm-hmm. So it's like that uh, to me. That's 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 not even uh like people are like y'all don't like LSU. That's that has nothing to do with LSU. That's just life. Like these are black women that you're recruiting to your program to make money for you and themselves, and you are at telling their parents your child can be with me for this amount of time, and I'm gonna take care of them. If you can't do, to me, that's bare minimum. Like, it might not be in her job description, but she making, you know, three plus million dollars a year to win games. And we know that she's not the lead recruiter because G. Redis get on here telling us who he going to see every other weekend. We know that she needs help during timeouts because she didn't know how to call a timeout in the, um, that last game at home when so they almost lost She's not the brightest, brightest crayon in the box. Right. And again, she's still a great coach. But my thing is, is what actually are you doing other than wearing nice gowns? Barely. So, like, you know, to me, it's just a deeper care thing. Like, if this was some school where all the kids were well off and they had parents with, you know, great jobs that the kids could go off and marry rich and live life, that would be a different conversation. But we've got former players of hers that get on social media every other day looking for employment, begging for attention, trying to figure out what's their next step. Hell, half her Baylor players that were top recruits can't stay in the WNBA. So those next step conversations are a little bit more important, in my opinion. 
Uh-huh. I think that kind of just proved that. I think she's. Hmm, how can I say this? <laughs> I think she's been very clear in who she is when she said, "You know, I don't, I don't coach to essentially put him in a W. I coach my system. I do this. I don't really do that." She's. It's clear. Like. That's like how many doing. times can can a tiger show you their stripes? <laughs> She's I, a predatory wait, lender. Wait, no pun intended, because they're, t- I forgot yeah. about that. Like, literally. What you got her say? She's a predatory lender. That is what she is. She's <laughs> oh, I keep telling y'all that. That's what she is. She gonna get Not you in the door. She gonna, <laughs> throw, she gonna throw whatever you want. Whatever you, your eyes can manage. She gonna throw it at you, and then when it's time for you to leave, oh, fucking well. Well, Here you know they already stopping them Doritos, so it might not be able to show too much of them. Exactly. We ain't throwing <laughs> no much. No more Wagyu steak. <laughs> You're not decorating them rooms no more to cancel visits. But for real though, uh, I do hope that people who continue to send their kids to Kim's take note of those comments if they are intending for their kid to go pro. Yep. Because I don't really know how many, like you say, I don't know how many other times she got to show y'all who she is before y'all really believe her. Right? When someone shows you who they are, <laughs> believe them. <laughs> and side note, this has nothing to do with what we were talking about. But if you ever make some hot chocolate, add some douce in there. Okay. And so, I want to do, since we were on college, before we go on to our next part, I want to do something that's fun. This wasn't on the docket. But give me your top three coaches, if you can name them, since we were talking about hot seats, who should probably get a call for a job, should any of those seats be cooled off and, and, and restored to its foundation. Should get a call for the job or should be sent to home? No, who, let's talk about who should be called for a job. My okay. sister at Marquette, my girl at Marquette, her. That's so now, I, do you think? Do you think that Marquette, which is a Big East job, mm-hmm. isn't a good job? And and, and and while we're doing this, we're not saying that jobs aren't good. However, they should have opportunity to showcase their skills elsewhere if they want to. Okay. Yeah, well, if you want to. So do you think that there's a better job than it, it than depends on her? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying this or not, but I'm saying I think she's good enough. You know what I mean? But if she don't want okay. to, too. I don't okay. think that's a bad or good. I think that's a personal decision. But if she wants to, I like her. Y'all, y'all know I've been riding down for my man at Belmont for like four years and I'ma stick with him. I, yeah. I like I don't he, know the new one at Belmont. I only know the last one that left and got fired. What's the, who's the new one? Child, his daughter. I don't know that man's name. All I know is he coached <laughs> Destiny Wells. <laughs> Destiny, he coached Destiny Wells, Tootie Jones, all of them. He, whoever coached them, I like him. He, he's competitive. I like the way they play. Um, I think he's soup. I think he's cool. His Kevin McGuff's daughter plays for him, so I like him. Okay, who else? I say Carly. Carly, yeah, I was gonna say. Job. Oh yeah, it's she hard to say T Bone on here, but Carly. Yeah, she been hooping. She should have yeah. got. Never mind. She's a big team no, mama. Say no, which one? Why Ooh. they ain't think about her for the uh, Mystics instead of that? Ooh. Her brother. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like she would be dope at a Big Ten school. I could see her eat. Oh, that I could see that. I could see that. For yeah, sure. at like a Minnesota or something. Yeah, like put her at mini hell. Per- I know Purdue got the lady they got, but they struggling. Hell, Illinois, like she could, she could cook in the in the Big Ten. If Tennessee, oh, go ahead, B. 
<laughs> now I was gonna say Delisha Milton Jones is another one. She's had three consecutive twenty one uh, twenty win seasons at Old Dominion. Um, Old Dominion, we know, is they have a history of being a rich program. Um, you know, after I think Tisha left, you know, it kind of went a little downhill from there. Um, but they've been rebuilding over the past few years, so I do think that you know there, she could very well, you know, get looked at for a job. Um, her name came up in the cycle last year for the TCU's and the West Virginia's, so it'll be interesting to see if she um, gets a call elsewhere. Who else are y'all thinking? Well, I was going to say, if Tamika Reed wants to leave, I would call. Oh, yeah. If we got Tamika in the SEC, I would run through the streets. Okay. Okay, so while we're on the SEC then, where? Should Cinder in Tennessee? No, they would not. That, no. that fan base I mean, they won't do that. it, no, but... You know so Tennessee, Mizzou. Tennessee should call a uh, Jr. at Colorado. Ooh, I like it. That's cute. I like it. Okay. Colorado. Okay. Oh, I like that real good. I like that real good. I'm weak. Because Colorado <laughs> is going to Big Ten or Big Twelve. No clue. Twelve. They're going to Big Twelve. So the Big Twelve will be tougher. A little bit next year. I will not care as soon as Jalen leaves. <laughs> <laughs> the girls on Twitter were saying they want Gilbert to go to Colorado. Hmm. Baby Jalen. Uh-uh, so what you're saying uh-uh, is that uh-uh, um uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. no. no. So what you're saying that um um Jr. about to pull a, a Mike Neighbors and once Chelsea and and Chantel them left Washington, he dipped. But Arkansas. she don't need to pull a Mike Neighbors because he is stinking up the place at Arkansas. <laughs> that oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and I I've I've never been more embarrassed for a coach for him to get on a press conference and say, "I had a player on a five year plan and I sure messed that up." Like what the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> like. That's some embarrassing, like, oh my god, put your britches up. Not britches. <laughs> like, oh, sir. That is just... And he he came to the wrong conference. I don't care if he was born and raised in Arkansas. You can't be doing that football driving lanes offense in no damn SEC and then got the nerve to say offense win games. You can't win nothing because you don't play defense. And none of your players do. Okay. How you let your damn small, your power forward transfer to Mississippi State and tag y'all? Yeah, and oh. I don't, the yo at Tennessee thing, I don't like that. Oh, that's not, that don't need to happen at all. Y'all gonna get up there yelling at them damn fans and they gonna ride it. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna meet her outside that statue. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for playing musical chairs um, in, in college women's basketball. We're gonna head on to AU this week. We are is the start of some professional <sighs> basketball in um in in the good old US of A. Four <laughs> weeks of exciting nonstop action. <laughs> Three days a week, two games a night. What players are you all looking forward to seeing in um AU? They recently had their first draft, and so the teams are set. Is there any team in particular that you think um, – and obviously we know it's a little different in terms of how they're set up and the points or the, the, the teams change every week. So I can't say team. So which player do you all think has a really good chance at being 
the AU champ this year because we know it's a lot of cone drills and dribble moves and stuff that we see from some people. So what's up? Oh, I'm so weak. Um, Hide your excitement, Lo. <laughs> I have no clue. Is the Nalissa last... back this year? To... Who? What'd you say, B? No, is Nalissa back? No, I was about to say the last two people who won were were Shea Girl and Alyssa. Who is the other one to win? Tiana Hawkins. Yeah, Shea Tiana. Girl. Who, uh, who else? Who's the, it's the, only the, been two, right? Oh. It's been those two. Yeah, so maybe it's going to be another player in that green. So we're saying LA is going to win this year. Izzy. Is, um, oh. Izzy's out for the first week, I think. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. It's kinda, it's if you miss the first week, it's kind of hard to catch up. If it's Andrew McCoy, we will Angel never see Reese. the end of that red lipstick. It must be Angel Reese. She going, to, she going to her prayer closet. I think that is, I think the reason why post players do a good job in this is uh, because they rebound too yeah. and get points for rebounding. And the way they be throwing shots up sometime, there'd be a lot of rebounds <laughs> to go get. So, so Kalani. Uh, I'm going for LA. Go LA. Now, Lo, when she get up there doing that um, pivot foot bounce twip electric slide. That's what Caitlin do. That is true. <laughs> uh, Y'all don't think Tay is going to... Uh... Mm. Oh, Shay. Shay. Thought never crossed my mind. I'm just asking. Hope, I'm looking at the promo material. and I, I hope her husband shows up after games. She That's... don't have one, I thought. You see that ring on the finger? I did not. Look again. Okay. <laughs> Before we get off the rail. So... Do we think that AU can be a launching pad for um, WNBA players to make a roster spot um, or excel? Because we have seen some players use AU as an opportunity to work on some of their skills. I think most notably, um, Dijanae and Lexi Brown. Oh, Dijanae. Well, I, I feel like Dijanae, she played, she's been in both seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, she's been in Is both. She play, she not, uh, not this year. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's not, not in this year. year. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think to me, I think Dijanae and Lexi have benefited the most. And, oh, and Jordan Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, think I, I, Let no. me say Zaya. Let me, let me put some positive Africa for Zaya in the air to you. Okay. Because I think last year going to Jordan, like she really shot. Like she shot a ball. And I think coming in before that season, you know, she was just known as a defensive player, not necessarily a shot maker. And we saw her improve in those areas. And I don't know if it was because of AU or if that that short span of, boom, I'm here for six weeks. Let me do what I got to do, work on this shot, and then right into right into um, the WNBA training camp and then season. So you said that is Zaya, anyone else that y'all think that could possibly maybe find themselves a spot? Um, we saw Taj Cole get invited to training camp. And there were some training camp invitations extended in the past. None have really stuck in terms of making a roster, but who else do y'all think um, has a, a an opportunity to possibly end up on the um the 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 Mystics or the Sky? I think Haley Jones could find confidence this season from AU. Like yeah. I think that's something I really want to see her gain in the W. Like I feel like I haven't seen a confident Haley Jones since like her freshman and sophomore year of college. So I think with this opportunity to just really go find her offensive bag, shoot, not really worry about defense, I think this could be could could bode well 
confidence wise. I'm gonna um, say oh, for her. I'm gonna say the same for Ray Burrell. And she's not gonna lie, she still has earned too much money for not a lot. But I do think because she's guaranteed, hell, you gotta do something with it. So her plan could give her, you know, some confidence, get her some offense going and, you know, help her try to figure some stuff out because clearly they're gonna need her and they're gonna be relying on her. I'm going through the rosters. Um Mm. And, and and while you're going through the rosters, we obviously Ooh. we know that there are two different types of players, Sid versus Angel McCautry. But Sid um, made a, a, a really great comment earlier during the um, during the media availability and saying that she didn't have a team before AU, and so she was there. She joined as one of the player executive committee. She didn't have an opportunity, and they kind of and AU really was pivotal in reviving her career, allowing her to find that opportunity to be on the aces and things like that. And then obviously we know mm-hmm. fast forward, she's a two-time WNBA champion and played some crucial minutes in Game Four. Shout out to the Game Four. If you all don't remember, go watch it. Okay, Ooh. but um, is this an opportunity for Angel to see herself back into the league? No, but I don't want it to be. No. Um, Grace, Grace Burger. end up on Chicago. I want to see Grace Burger. This, this, this could be a little help her out a little. Yes, Grace Burger is the substitute player for Avina. Avina Westbrook. I think that AU has done a good job in building the confidence of current W players. Um, and that's my response to can this. Can AU be something that helps players get into the W? I'm not sure. Um, one of my, I guess, my biggest things that I didn't like about AU was when I went into it, it was kind of like, a, oh, this is supposed to help those players that don't have the opportunity um, to be in the W and stuff like that. But I feel like sometimes they get stingy with the minutes when it comes to the players not in the W when they're trying to like win a quarter or for points or they're trying to win a game for points, you stop seeing all the players that might be trying to, you know, show themselves for the W type thing. And it literally just turns into the W role players all going at each other. Mm. Yeah. I also just, just another name that I like Lauren Mincy. Um, I've liked her. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for her. And Danny, Danny McCoy as well. So I just want Emily, to Emily Inksler could be a, a sleeper because she's like a do if it she all. Win this shit, it's over. <laughs> she's like a do it all type of player, though. Like one that's going to go after steals and go after rebounds and stuff like that. So she could be a sleeper. sleeper. Y'all remember when I made that tweet and the girls got in the uproar and I said a certain player needs to play some type of hoops, even if it's AU? Y'all remember that? <laughs> I just wanted to cycle back to that on today. Yes, because... and I said, give okay. her time because we don't know what she has planned. And now look, time has passed. If so we see listened. that she had a plan. I so she changed her plans. <laughs> so she listened. Or she already had a plan. And and so I was right. There was no need to yell at me, right? <laughs> Maybe she wanted you to buy your business and let her do her. Well, we don't know. mind no. Air we mind all the uh, everybody. Else. <laughs> well, uh, and that's I, why everybody either love us or hate us. I mind <laughs> Asia business. I mind Don business. I minded her business for four years while she was a student athlete here. So 
you know, if you want my coin, you got to take some of this, me minding your business. Because if I'm supporting you financially, I'm going to talk. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Can't wait to support you in AU. Is CC down there? No. CC, can you tell AU, why do they schedule it when they know we watching the college girls who... Like, there's a gap of not good basketball Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and you playing on Thursdays and Sundays when all of the kids is playing. Yeah, true. I don't understand that. So, A, you may not be seeing me watch that. A, you see it. Come on. If it's all on at the same time. Just I, I have to DVR it. I, I have. That's how I've kind of shown my support. I, I, I ain't hit a letter in a long time. It's on the WNBA app, or it's supposed to be. So you should be able to just go to the app and see what that supposed to be was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the WNBA app ain't perfect, so I don't know what's they gonna be on there changes. and we're not gonna be on there. Seventy-five million. That's what I'm trying to say. Not they fighting. Why everybody fighting? Brandon, focus. Sorry, I'm looking Texas and Texas Tech. They, somebody pulled a Dante DiVincenzo and dove into the boys' knees um, on the baseline. Um, but okay, so AU, um, let us know who you're excited to see. Drop that in the comments. We know most of y'all are probably going to say one name in particular um, as people look to make their return back to the W. So we're excited to see who you're going, who you're excited to see. So now it's time for the courtroom, a little bit of a debate. <clears throat> I'm going to start with the people on stage and get ready, press your fingers on the buttons, hold it there and play with it and flick it right quick in a, <laughs> a little bit. Brandon. We are, we want, so as you know, we've seen, well, not all of us, some of us are younger than others, but we've seen basketball in terms of these story programs change. At the beginning of the um, NCAA era for women's basketball. We had teams like Louisiana Tech, um, the Cheneys, the Old Dominions, the Texas, Texas Tech, all of those teams be some of the top teams. And then it shifted for a little bit and became just probably a battle of a few teams, the Stanfords and Notre Dames and Yukons and the Tennessees. And then in recent years, you've had your, you've had your Baylors and South Carolinas, Notre Dames again. So, Oh, I can't forget the sisters out there of Troy, Southern Cal. They were the first champs to go back-to-back -back in 1983 to 1984. Um, Shouts out to Pat Summit for what she did. She was probably one of the greatest, first greatest coaches in women's basketball. The rise of UConn and then Kim Mulkey and Muffet McGraw. Shout out to the Cheetah Prince and the Squats on the sideline. They built their programs into perennial national title contenders. And during those years, we've seen great battles between the headbands, whether it be Maya and Skyler. We've seen the Agumake sisters. We've seen Stanford load up. We've seen Brittany and Odyssey do their thing. We've seen the Meeks at Tennessee. We've seen DT and Swin and all of those players. And then we're into a little bit of a different area. Then here comes 2017 and the shot from Miss Itty Bitty Morgan Williams. She course-corrected all of that madness, and we've seen players, and we've seen the parity shift between the game. 
They're now at South Carolina, who's become an elite program for women's basketball. We've seen in the past five years, since the first time since 1984 to 1988, there were five different teams to win a title in five consecutive years. That hadn't happened in, I can't even do the math, since 84 to the year when I was born, 1988. No age jokes. So what do we think about the current landscape of women's basketball? And do we ever see some of those programs like the Louisiana Techs, like the Old Dominions, like Texas Tech? Shout out to Cheryl Swoops again. <laughs> see, that go. I always want to mention her. Do we see any of those teams being able to reclaim their time atop the, 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 the standings of women's basketball? I'm sorry, B. I just have to ask. You said you didn't feel like doing the math, but then you also said the year you were born. <laughs> Would it just be your age? You're right. 36. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, I didn't say that out loud. 36 years. So in 36 years, this is the first time we've had five different teams win the title in five years. So what's up? What y'all think about that? What's the question again? <laughs> I know I'm I got a little lost, honey. <laughs> um, so do you ever see those teams um, like Shay's uh, former coach, uh, Marianne Stanley of the Washington Mystics, you know, when she led Old Dominion to that national title, do you ever see those teams reclaiming their shine? And what do you think has caused that shift in women's basketball to kind of spread out the powers? Oh, no. I, I think Southern Cal is coming back, right? Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're coming back. Yeah, um, the difference is resources and conference, though. Mm-hmm. Like USC, obviously, we're in the Pac 12, we'll be in the Big Ten versus Old Dominion, Louisiana Tech, Texas Tech. Like, they're not getting that support. So it's hard for them to get back to that national stage. But overall, I think the shit dope. I want somebody new to win it every year. Shit. Yeah, I think to the first question be asked, I don't know if I see any of the like old, old guard outside of Southern Cal coming back just because of Shay's point. Like if you're not in a P5, especially in the major sports, women's basketball, men's basketball, football, softball, baseball, it, you you just don't have the financial resources to bring in the players that you need to bring in to win. And with NIL, like that's just the extra little icing on the cake. Um, so outside of Southern Cal, I don't see any of those like Latex, um, Old Dominion's Cheney's coming back. Um, but in that next group, that Tennessee um, UConn guard group, I think hot take. I think time's up for both programs. Um, I don't um, I don't think for one, I think at UConn they're an anomaly because that's not even a major school outside of hoops. You know, like they're not a major money making school. They're not in a major conference. As they don't, by a $40 million deficit. Right. And they are in debt. Um, and so Gina was able to carve out a space at that program and then having ESPN in his backyard did a lot of extra work for him. 
But once he's gone, they're going to have to answer the same question that Tennessee's answering with less money. Who do we bring in to replace Geno? And then once they bring in that question, will players want to come play for the legacy of UConn if the person that created the legacy is gone? Um, and then with Tennessee, I think they they didn't strike while the iron was hot. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a... A five-year window after Pat where they had to go get the right person. Um, They started with Holly Warlick. I don't think they gave her enough time. Um, And then they shifted to um, Kelly, and I think they've given her too much time. Um, And by the looks of the way that program is run, I don't think that they are going to get the person that they need to survive in this climate of hoops. Tennessee is in the South. The one thing that um, Pat and them did do is bring in some black players and typically some of the best ones. They can't even recruit in their state. And Holly was at least able to do that. Correct. Shout out to Jordan Law. Bingo. That's what I was just about to say. Like when your husband comes from football, don't know nothing about hoops. He's just a dud on the staff. They got the other lady that's always on Twitter but not recruiting. Um, It's a no for me. So when I look at those two programs, I I don't see the vision. So you said that time's up for UConn and Tennessee. So what about the other schools out of that crop of institutions that won? You had your A&Ms, you had your... uh, A&M what? They got one title, Texas A&M. Yeah. A&M, North Carolina, Texas, and Texas Tech. You, you've had those schools that won. Do you see any of them possibly winning the title before a Tennessee or UConn? I, I, I feel like no. I don't, like, for me right now, College Hoops is centered around three locations. The, the Southeast and California. That's it. That's it. I, let me say two. Like, Southeast and California. I think, you know, we'll always have your sporadic player like Caitlin, who scores, is in the middle of nowhere and does that. But in when we're talking about titles, those that's where the talent's going. Like, if you look at recruiting right now, recruiting is going to LSU, South Carolina, California schools. Hmm. And I, you, think- I mean... UConn's gonna get theirs, but I'm. Do you know what did you know just say the other week? In regards, a lot of shit. I don't know. He um he mentioned like you know like just talking about his you know impending retirement. He's not. I I think he was basically saying he wasn't trying to break the record. Or oh yes, yes. He's like it's gonna be more single digits than double if anything. Right. So. But then Paige announced that she was returning. So. Yeah. And 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 let's just say what we need to say. If Paige don't do it next year, what's that song? If God don't do it, it won't no, get done. It, it won't get done. So, yeah. I think to Dolores' point about UConn, both men and women's team have benefited a lot in the past from getting all of that talent from the New York, New Jersey, Tri-State area. Mm-hmm. And I can't speak for the men because who cares, but you got a Felicia Leggett Jack at Syracuse. You ain't got to go to you, and they're in the ACC. 
their ranked team. Like, I think the more she builds that program out, I wonder if they're going to be fighting for more recruits, especially if Gino is on his way out for real. And ain't Rutgers snatching up the girls in this? Yeah, I was just going to say, she's been able. uh, What you call it? Kiyomi. Uh, Kiyomi. So, I, hey. And I think Niel being at um, Notre Dame, even though she hasn't, like, brought it to fruition because the classes be, like, two people, I think she having someone at Notre Dame that can pull from that area as well is, you know, you know that recruiting in this day and age is a job. Um, and for some of these old heads, you, you ain't want to keep doing that no more. Um, so, uh, yeah, time's up. That's not to say they won't win another title, but the the dominance is up. Okay. Well, all right, we got, a, we got a few hands that are raised. We're going to bring you on to the stage before we wrap up and share some other news with you all. And in the words of Lowe, keep that shit cute. Hold on right quick. Demo and Tom, here you come. Go ahead first, Demo. Welcome to the stage. Oh, shit. I didn't think I'd get this far. Thanks, y'all. What's up? <laughs> What's on your What's on your heart? If you're in line, stay in line, Demo. No, I uh, I what's called I done lost track about what I what I was gonna talk about earlier. Um, we talking about recruiting or whatever. It's it's, it's a great time. You gotta do your thing. Y'all can kick me off the stage. I ain't had nothing right now. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. <laughs> what's up, Tom? Hey guys, I got two points. Kind of going on what Dolores said. First off, I'm going to discuss Tennessee. I feel like in 2019, when they missed out on getting Zaya and all those other recruits, I kind of felt like that was the time when they were like, it's a wrap. Like, I feel like Geordie wasn't enough. Um, and then in terms of UConn, if they don't win with this class, with Paige, AZ, like if they don't get it done like now, they're done. That's the way I see it. Like if you can't win with two number one recruits, they had Kristen, who was a number one recruit. They had Avina, who else they had? They've been Megan having like Walker. The top recruits. Yeah, Megan Walker, and they haven't done anything with them, so it's going to deter these recruits. Going, I come to your program and I don't win. Why would I come? Mm. Okay. Okay. Anyone else have anything to add in regards to that? Yeah, somebody here. Hold on, let me add. Them. Okay. Disconnecting slowly but surely. Uh, here I comes- see her. Okay, here comes Ty. Okay, there you go, Jessica. So um, I put this in a tweet, but I wanted to to say it as well. So I think Notre Dame is. Uh, I think Neil Ivy can take them back to the Muffet McGraw level. Also, I say this all the time. I don't know why WNBA teams are not banging down Muffet McGraw's door, but that's another thing. Um, regarding UConn. I think UConn was at its best when they had to run through, run past Notre Dame uh, twice in the regular season and in the um, Big East uh, tournament. You had Louisville. Who else was in the old Big East back then? But it was a gauntlet. Like, um, but now, like, I don't watch much Big East basketball. But you know, I'm saying, I mean, not no, no disrespect to the Big East, but 
They um, suck. They they are not as tested and as battle ready as they were. Like you going up against K Mac, Jewel Lord, and Skylar Diggins Smith three times a season. That's going to prepare you, you know, for the tournament. And you're gonna, you know, you're gonna take your lumps. You're gonna give some, but it made them, I think, a better team. I think um, now they they have spent so much time running through the the Big East. I think um, adversity builds character and that helps you build championships. So I think they, in order for them to get back to where they were, I think they're going to have to leave the Big East, take some lumps and rebuild in the ACC. And and then I think they can get back to um, where they were. But it's, it's going to have to, like that first year Notre Dame had when Muffin McGraw left, it wasn't the team that we all knew. I think that's what's going to happen, have to happen to UConn, and then they can get back. But I don't think they get back to where they were if they stay in the Big East. That's I do know I that they, the Big they were they were considered or rumored for expansion, possibly not expansion. Excuse me, um, for realignment to the Big Twelve, along with Gonzaga. Um, because that's always been like, you know, Gonzaga can't get past, well, sorry to talk about the men, but they couldn't get past because they're not used to the physicality. And maybe that's a reason this, um, the same thing that's been happening possibly with the past few years with UConn. So I don't know if the ACC, because with them in this latest expansion, I think they're going up to 18 teams already. So I don't know if they're going to really have the space. Maybe if Florida State leaves, maybe UConn can then replace them and then they'll have someone close like Pitt and Syracuse to play against. So it I won't say it's not going to happen, but... And isn't BC in the ACC Oh, yeah, and BC, too? yeah, yeah. So they'll have regional schools that they can compete with, possibly some new rivalries or rehashing old rivalries because, we, like you said, the old days, the Big 12, I mean, the Big East, with those, the Notre Dames and Louisville's and, and, and Georgetown's, um, that those were competitive conferences. And I think another part of this combo that I think kind of got left out is the caliber of player that is getting going to each team in the country is there's not a, as much of a gap and what I mean by that is like in 2008 if you signed three top 15 players you you got a return on investment immediately because most teams probably had two top 50 players on the roster. So when I look at, you know, Tennessee and UConn specifically, those players that they're getting, like your AZs, your Megan Walkers, your Pages, they are great. You know, they came in highly touted. But then around them elsewhere in the country is somebody that was in their same draft class that probably could have been the number one player in their class, but didn't have hoops girls in their gym. Like I think Ron Howard was in the fifties or forties of her recruiting class because she didn't do major um, AAU hoops. And so she wasn't scouted, but and she ended up what, going. That's what you say? That's when Tennessee messed up because they bingo didn't, um, but I, I I wasn't gonna say it, but but like you know you like you you have these players and certain coaches and certain programs are looking at number and not necessarily fit or not necessarily like talent like Ty Harris won a national championship at South Carolina she was ranked fifty something in her class um, like the coaches and the programs that could identify that type of talent 
and have that type of talent still compete well against number one recruits set them up for what we have now. Because now we see that when there are more programs that can bring in paid caliber players, like as soon as I will never forget social media and Boneyard specifically when Aaliyah Boston chose South Carolina. That that was one of the most beautiful days of mess on social media because that program knew that they couldn't trot out the five best players at each position. They they were at one position they were going to get hold at, and they weren't used to that. And now we see in hoops that LSU has Angel Reese. She just won a title without having any All-Americans all on her team. Um, when Kim was at Baylor, she had Nalissa and Queen Egbo coming off the bench to win a title. Like, we see programs in different areas. We got Juju Watkins right now. She's leading scrubs, per se, to victories. And we had people for years telling us that Paige can't win a title because she don't got a full healthy roster of number one and number two stars from their draft class. And Juju so, getting busy in the hardest conference, right? In now. the hardest conference. So I say all and that to keep the going. Juju's, the Juju's would normally go to UConn, like you're saying. Bingo. So now I got Juju, I got Hannah, I got Michaela Williams on my bench. Bingo. Ready for the next three years. It's, yeah. It's, it's a different time. And, and there's more of them in each class. Like if this freshman class this year, all of them could be lottery picks, but we ain't got enough slots. Like, hell, give Zoe Brooks two more years, she gonna look crazy. Give Madison Booker two more years, crazy. Like, Audi, a bit wide back, big Audi, baby, that's a damn Audi for real. The car, she cooking. That's your Q8. Yeah, babe, a, a whole Q8. And, Which is and- why it was so, <laughs> it was so off base. For Debbie to sit on that goddamn broadcast and say, the girls should stay in college because they have so much star power. I don't know where that's going to come from when they leave. Have we not been talking about them freshmen since Paris? When Malaysia and Hannah put on the show? Like They're not white, though. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when you don't have, uh, when you can't corner the market on top recruits anymore, and you can't control that narrative because people like us are on social media saying, ooh, bias, you know, that's kind of allowing it, then you're, it makes your job more difficult. And now we got Gino acting different on press conferences. The This is the cockiest coach i ever seen. And now he's saying, well, she's doing all she can. She just doesn't have the help anymore. Like Aaliyah Edwards wasn't in the running for National Player of the Year last year. She's doing all that she can, but she doesn't have a bench. Like um, Amari DeBerry wasn't a top 10 recruit that he refuses to play. Like Caitlin not dragging scrubs right now? Like Caitlin not dragging um, that the damn headband walking to the bus. Uh, Miss <laughs> Kate Martin's on National Player of the Year mid-season watch list. Let's not forget. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget. Beautiful group project. This had a soapy 61 points. Let's not forget. Oh, God. Tom, please. Sorry, you, you did was your hand raised? Uh yeah. Um just with regards to Tennessee, um, obviously. Um, one, I am happy that at least they're gonna make the tournament because I did not want that ending of a career for Rakia for this to for her to not make the NCAA tournament in, in her last year in college. Go. I hope they have a, a nice run. Um 
obviously probably not due to Kelly, but uh, maybe like a sweet 16 run, maybe get lucky getting the lead eight, depending on what bracket you're in. And y'all just, I don't know, have a, have a great little time. Um, but change got to come. Um, Who would you want? Come on, Sam Cook. Listen. (laughs) If you could pick somebody right now, who would be your top three to lead your program? um, (laughs) Black woman, black woman, black woman. Um, So you bringing back, you bringing Cara home? I was just about to say, I really would love if uh, Carol would come back, but has she I, proven I, her offense though? Has she done enough? Yeah, she gonna do the same thing Kelly doing. Yeah, saying, yes and no. Her? We'll have better players. Uh, um, we'll have better defense. What about okay. okay. Offensively, hopefully she, you know, Kara Smart hire somebody. Um, but also potentially with her having a team already, she may be able to also bring some players along with her. Prior to, that's not what she was able to do. She just kind of had to go to Duke with what was there. Um, she has worked with some of those players, so some of her development is, is clearly already there. Um, so I think it would be a better situation than her just hopping into coaching at Duke than with her coming over to Tennessee or transferring that to Tennessee and having some actual college experience at that point. Um Tamika Reed, I would like. I understand. Uh, others may feel like, no, I would like it. Um, and actually, I think while Carly T-Ball would look good in, in the big team, and I completely see that, um, I think if Tennessee is going to go for a white woman, let it not be Molly Miller and let it be Carly. But doesn't that give you the same kind of dynamic that you have with Kelly? No, because she can actually coach. Kelly can't do that either. Kelly's just Dude. just she oh. just looks Big Ten. She can't coach. You don't so think she could coach? Just not. I just. I, I think Kelly's a nice woman who can develop nice women into you know being great great people out in the world, um, and she can win some games. I don't think that that she a fourth the, grade teacher at an all white school. <laughs> yeah, she's she, and I and and that's fine. I think she's a. You're a mom who likes to coach. You're not a coach. Like, like I, I think that there's a balance. You try to um, take your kid to school day, or take your kid to work day. I think I she would have been. She would have been perfectly fine staying where she was. She the leader of the PTO. That's what's different. So my is, how do you know that's not gonna gonna personify the same way with her? With, the other with Carly. Mm-hmm. I think she has more. I think she just has more experience. Um, okay. Yeah, with just with great players. To be quite honest. Um, Nepo, Nepo baby, obviously, but um, she still has more experience than Kelly does. Yeah. And if they're gonna go just white woman to go white woman and not to shake the table, I would prefer that that's like kind of where they lean. Um, who is this Molly lady they keep talking about? Girl, I don't know. I think she's at like <laughs> Grand Canyon or something. Yeah, Molly's at Grand Canyon, and the Stanford woman is at who many think is next up is at UNLV. Go yeah, get the- Kenny Brooks. Who for who? Oh my! To go where? He he he. His group chats are all filled with people that look like they would go to Tennessee. So he has so two not to get him. One, you're a man. Two, you're black. You sure? And then, and that's before <laughs> anything else. Hold on, his skin color. Yeah. And and the, and that's just the knocks before we go anywhere else. So, mm-mm. I've got a name that could go to Tennessee. Miss no, you don't. Yeah, she could do it. Carla. She could do it. Carla. What? Who? From Carla Baruby. 
yeah, from Prince. No, oh, I, I wouldn't I want that. I actually like that. I ain't even gonna hold you. No. She can make it work. She's great she where she is. Problem. I think that there are some people who really so are great where take, they are. You would take care Lawson before you would take because Princeton. No, I mean, the Princeton actually wins. Princeton. Princeton does do well. Princeton wouldn't do well in the SEC. Now, will Carib? I don't know, but I know that her defense would it suffice. Y'all need to have a Tennessee group meeting and come they up with a list. They don't want to talk to Tyrese. <laughs> they, they truly don't. Okay, I've been, I've been blocked by They're the people. I'd have told the people that they suck. Um, not the girls. It's not about the girls. This is about it's your petition coach. that got them pissed off. So I'm talking like about with the fans. Have oh, a meeting with the fans. Half the fans don't want to talk to me about it. Oh God! That in denial. That, but that is the a certain part of the fan base, and um, that's fine. They don't shout out. Call say that. Oh, I feel so bad. Oh, what you feeling bad for? They gonna they gonna be in for a rude awakening when Kelly get fired. You think they gonna fire? This season, ooh, I think it's up in the air. Um, I think she gets one more year. Y'all need to reach out to Lisa Bluter. I'll say people ain't help you. Have oh, you. my <laughs> brother. No, because that means she going to bring that girl to the SEC with her. Oh, well, SEC you know what? Bring her. Gonna get. Bring her. Bring her. <laughs> yeah, but enough, enough people aren't happy enough. Or Kelly Graves. Why you just oh, want us to be oh, terrible? And, and no, I don't I'm like not, it. I'm did Dolores was off. one of the leading voices oh, on the top what coaches. Then <laughs> I don't Get like it. What time. if Sister Barnes comes becomes available? One more time, Lord. Oh, brother! <laughs> I, I I would not. No. Who is Barnes? Adia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all just check. Yeah. I, I'm trying to give them names to put on the list. So no, you're not. No, y'all you're need not. to have a meeting. Girlies, and... The Tennessee girlies I see be trying to post Dawn. Nah, they know damn that, That's delusion. <laughs> so and that's we all know that Yo. and understand that. They could Hopefully. take Carolyn Peck. Would you want Coach Yo, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> the silence is definite. It's crickets. Well, cause y'all know better than to ask me a question like that. I, oh, y'all got beef? I, I, no, I, we ain't I, got no beef. That's a oh. nice woman. Okay. <laughs> what's going on? That's a nice woman. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, we she don't want to be Shay, cause Shay going back to Utah. She hasn't proven herself. Tennessee could take Derek Fisher. She's done a nice job over at Ole Miss, and I think she she should continue. Continue building what you're building. But you know what's gonna be a shame if she keep building and y'all keep falling. <laughs> Um, I don't see a keep happening because they locked in on that number three. Yeah, I, I was about like to say, I don't, they, I mean, I don't they, see a they keep. Rooted. Yeah, I don't, see a, I don't see a lower? keep falling happening. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I don't think, I don't think she could have an if they don't fire her this season, she can't have another season like that next year. But she's and, gotten, she's gotten exactly. better recruits going to. and better transfers. But we've said that for years, we have, but. They and also gave her an extension. Without a point guard. Without a yeah. point guard. Yeah. She got a point guard. No, she no, no we talking about Ole Miss, Tom. Focus. Oh. oh, my bad. Listen, I understand. And she can continue to build that amazing product over there. So what happens when Sam Purcell t- jumps, y'all? Well, he hasn't. 
what happens when Vic returns to the conference? <laughs> That's when she's gone. Hell, and Oklahoma. <laughs> when they come, it's like that. Well, we beat them, so there's that. What They're going to get to throw on them jackets. <laughs> Listen, the keep is not going to continue to happen. This was obviously a really terrible rebuild year. and come back. So this douche shall pass? No, I, I, I don't know if it'll pass Kyra. with Kelly, but it'll pass. Y'all want? I saw somebody say y'all wanted Kyra. Oh, brother, I do think y'all can hire her for offense, though. Like as absolutely, I was just about to say. I think the problem, and and I have I've mentioned this in other in other situations, but um, I don't like the staff that she has, and it starts. What's mm -hmm. the What's the lady that used to coach at Auburn? If y'all brought her for defense and Kyra for offense, Kelly could just be a Terry Flanoy. Yeah, if y'all put if see this why somebody need to hire me in the athletic department because see I'm about to give y'all a staff. Keep Kelly, she ain't gotta do nothing but just be white because that's what the AD can squat on the sideline. Don't get her shine as a back to two black women. <laughs> no, and you suggesting this in Black History Month? Well, you know, this, let, okay, it's almost let, over. Let me let me let me let me say something else. What did Pat always keep on her staff? Yeah. Pat had her staff loaded with Carolyn. Some studs. Okay. So, <laughs> Pat knew in order to get the girls from the east side of town, she but had Pat, to put somebody Pat from the east side of town on the staff. But Pat wasn't a dud. Pat knew what she was doing. She That's did, different. but if if all Tennessee want is a figurehead and they not going to go get nothing else, then the least that um, Kelly can do is fire her husband and go grab two people with ties to the program. I'll say this. If if Kelly still has her job next season, her husband and maybe one other person on the staff won't be there. Well, y'all got to let go of that lady that be trying to police people tweets because I'm sick of her. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, guys, we thank you all so much for this week. This has been an amazing conversation. We're going to hold Now, babe, we are not not up. Do not wrap this up. <laughs> yes, we are. We, we got are news. <laughs> We're going to bring back musical um coaching chairs in, in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> with that being said, we have an amazing event that's coming up. If you are in Columbia, South Carolina this week, I just tweeted it. Where is it? It's here. It's here. Okay. Refresh, refresh it. I got you. Okay. Y'all find me out. <laughs> um, you better ask one of your NBA husbands to do that shit. Oh, <laughs> I will. Don't you worry. So if you are in Columbia this week, tune in and pull up on us at Hickory Tavern, where the committee will be hosting a live hoops sesh. Live. Live. And then we're going to stream it, too. All of those details will be available if you're not in Columbia and able to attend. Um, but with the defensive machine herself, Miss Khadija Sessions, assistant coach for the University of South Carolina Women's Gamecock National. Um, oh, I was speaking into his Sorry, I was speaking that thing. Mm. Thank you, God. Glory, glory. Um, for the South Carolina Women's Basketball Team. And so we're going to be at Hickory Tavern. Come, we're going to have some giveaways some other special guests, and some fun trivia. So come get your drink on, get you a Tennessee whiskey, get you a sidecar, get you some wings, oh, and we will see you at Hickory Tavern. And um, bring me some money to tip the bartender. Yes, yes. 
Make sure you tip the bartender. And if you, you bring enough, you might be able to tip me. <laughs> so Dolores. I'm your private dancer. <laughs> for money. But yes, we do have a section of it. Not, and we just don't got no hookah. <laughs> okay. Now that this ain't Atlanta. <laughs> that would have been peace. <laughs> but yeah, so stay tuned. Make sure you bookmark this 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. We will be there and see you all there um, Sunday after the game. In addition, we also have some new merch. New merch, Um, Go and open your purse. For now and to the rest of Black History Month, um, you can take 20% off of your entire purchase. Pow, 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 pow. That's for people with two black parents. <laughs> BHM20 for 20% off of your entire purchase. And Tom, we ship internationally. Okay? If your mother okay. and father are of African American ancestry, BHM20 is for you. If your parents are not of African American ancestry, the code is for your friend <laughs> who you said in 2020 that you heard and hear and are learning about. This code. If is you for have anti-racist in your bio, if you have anti-racist in your bio, you need to jump onto our website and make sure you purchase. For those people that you are pr- protecting and being an ally, and if you force. put up the what black squares, the black box, if the you black put up the squares. black squares, this is for you as well. If you said be like Cheryl, I want you to grab a shirt and <laughs> donate it to people that look like Cheryl. We thank you. <laughs> if you hate those much. corn fans, you better get one too. Put your money where your anti-racism is. Tom, so are you going to buy one for all of us on stage? <laughs> Shit. If y'all had corn as much as I do, let's get it. <laughs> well, we thank you all for an amazing evening. Um, make sure, once again, that code is BHM20, if you didn't hear me the first time. All B-H-M-20. capital letters. All capital letters. But don't that yell at us, especially if you're not black. And we got Afterpay, and we got PayPal paying for all that good stuff. So put it on the, put it on the tab, and we will see you all later. And stay tuned for more announcements to come. Bye. We live, baby. Bye. If someone Coda shows me who they are. Coda said bye. Bye, bye. Coda. <laughs> <laughs>